What's up, everybody? Brandon here, and I have B. This is Let's Talk Filmmaking. We have a wonderful show today with our first guest, I would say. Since the 2021, first guest, we have an amazing person bringing in filmmaking. And I want to say he's a triple, triple hitter. I just found out he. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers right now. We'll find out more about that. Yes, definitely an exciting episode. Can't wait to get started. You'll definitely learn some uh, tips from this guy because he is an old film head and he will bring the experience. You're listening to Let's Talk Filmmaking, a podcast where we talk about everything filmmaking. If you're a beginner and want to learn about filmmaking or want to hear stories from a filmmaker like you, then this is the show for you. Because somewhere in this industry, you're a beginner. So let's talk and let's learn. All right. So, Aaron, um, first of all, we just want to go ahead and hear from you. Say what's up to the people for me so they know you exist. Oh, what's up, people? Uh, just let you know I do exist um, here in Austin, Texas. <laughs> uh, and I'm honored to be on the show, man. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome sauce. So let's go ahead and just, just jump right in, right in for the folks. Let's go, go ahead and tell us about who you are, where you're from and what you do, because to my understanding, you're a triple threat. So go ahead. Well, okay, so my name is Aaron Spivey Sorrells, born in Austin, Texas, uh, played a little football growing up, uh, made it to uh, some pro- professional level of football, uh, not the NFL, but the arena football. I took that arena football and I turned that into a radio career. Uh, we can talk about that if you want to. Uh, after radio, I started acting. I've been an actor for 15 years. I uh, also do stand-up comedy. I've done that for eight years, and I do video and photography. Uh, and so I just, I'm the type of person that want to uh, keep my mind busy and and creative. And that's one of the things that I live on. Um, I can't just be stagnant. I can't just be still. I'm always motivated to always be a creative person. So. If you look at all the fields that I'm involved in, uh, it's never a title of a real job. Even sport is more considered of creativity on the way you use your body. Uh, stand-up comedy is the creativity, the way you use your voice, your knowledge, your um, the things that you're educated in, as in the streets or in school. And you use your visualization as well in stand-up comedy. And it, for me, all that translated towards uh, videography and photography is because the way I see things, it's not like a normal person. And and I think that speaks for all creatives. All of us are like that. We don't, we see colors different. We hear sound different. We see pictures different. We, we, we film different because we have that ability to, to do that. Not all people have that. So uh, I don't want to get too long-winded, but I, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about being a creator. Uh, that's the title that most folks want to have, but they don't. And I'm honored to be with you guys on today because you guys are a great creator. So uh, thanks. Oh, to be honest, I'm, awesome. a, I'm a talker. So you guys are going to have a lot. Of, I'm a talker. So it's not going <laughs> to be any dead air. So that's, nah, a, I that's, think that's, that's what, what we do. want. Right. I'm, I'm nah, that's what we want. Speechless. That's right great. Here. Because yeah, I yeah, think, you got you got a lot going on. I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Brandon. Yeah, you I'm said, you off. said no, no, you're fine. You, you, he said he used to be in the radio. He's an actor. Uh, also, a little bit of comedy, uh, football background. Quite sure there's a little bit more. He's just saving it for us uh, later on. But wow, that's being able to have all that experience and those, I'm sorry, different areas and viewpoints. The the things that, that you can think of with film and just anything, that is amazing uh, just to have all those fields in the back, in your in your back pocket. Yeah, this, you know what I, I I agree, um, and I say that as the most humble and way that I can say it because it's not that I went to look for this. You know, growing up, you know, I'm a hood kid, so in hood kids, the first thing you're like, man, I'm gonna play some ball, <laughs> I'm gonna make it to the NFL. Yeah. You, <laughs> you yeah. know, and that was the forefront of what I thought my true calling was and what the Lord blessed me with. But the things that came easy to me as, you know, they call it your gift. Passion 
football was my passion. Like I wanted to play football so bad because I thought it would bring the things that the hood kid want. Big house, want to buy your mama a house, want a nice car. But the things that came easy to me was comedy, creator, actor, uh, all the, the seeing the seeing things a different way. And I, did, I didn't use it a lot because it was too easy. And it, it, that makes sense. Like it was too easy. I didn't realize that would, that was what God really wanted me to do. And so, uh, yeah, man. So I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm talking, but as I talk, I start thinking of the blessings that he has uh, given me through my creativity. And I, I hope everyone can, that's, you know, listen on the podcast is that your creativity is your gift. And eventually that would turn into your passion. And then your passion would turn into the driving force for you to become successful. And that's, um, that's something that I found and I thank God I found it and I didn't never let it go. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That, that is very awesome. Like, you know, you're like the definition of not niching down. <laughs> yeah. you're like the definition of that because i i know even for me it's hard for me even the in the video business because they say you got a niche down so you can become an expert and i'm like i don't like boxes that's why i never been in jail i don't like boxes so <laughs> i'm just like you know I, I i like to i like to do different things i like to challenge myself and you know be different so so what what's your advice on people niching down or not is it kind of like whatever is in your lane or is it just go for what you know or what you feel? Well, just from my experience, I say never niche down. Uh, that's just like saying, telling somebody to stop, stop looking forward and stop in reinventing yourself. Uh, if I would have niched down, I would have played football, gave it up and started working a nine to five and would have killed myself on the inside because I niched down. I was, you know, football was it. Um, and, and, you know, not trying to sidetrack, but if I would have niched down, I would have actually listened to everybody that said, you can't do that. Uh, just trying to make this short. The real reason why I became a creator is because somebody said that I couldn't do it. Mm. And it's so it's so weird because I'm the type of guy, if you challenge me, oh, I'm going to give 110% just to meet that challenge. Right. Just to prove that I'm, I can beat you. Uh, when I, when I was, so when I graduated from college and I went out to football and I got cut from a team, uh, I'm not going to mention the team, but I got cut from the team. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, I got cut from the team. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> so when I, I came home, I was 25 years old and I started working <laughs> and we call it Dell, Dell computers. They have this, uh, like this factory that you work at and you put, you know, uh, computers inside boxes. And I can remember the day I was 25 years old on my birthday and I got cut from a team and I felt worthless and the box machine broke down. When the box machine broke down, I had a breakdown. I started crying and I was like, Lord, I know this is not what you want for me. I'm like, I got a college degree. I'm playing football. I'm in here with these people that don't have college degree, not knocking that no college degree, moving boxes. And I was like, Lord, I need you to help me get out of this. And a couple of days later, the radio station uh, had, you know, audition, but they were looking for a girl. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go up there to audition anyway. <laughs> and everybody, everybody was around me saying, man, but they looking for a girl, man. You can't do this, man. You, you with us. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't prepared for this. You know, uh, not knowing that I had a college degree in radio television. I was like, I'm, Forget all of y'all. So I took a box and I wrote on the box saying, hire me, Spy V for Hot 93.3. That was the name of the radio station. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I ain't got nothing to lose. So I went in, went in front of the radio station. I stood with this sign in front of the radio station and I marched in front of the radio station like, hire me for Hot 93.3. Uh, everyone else said that was the stupidest thing you ever done. But the program director came out. And he called me on to the radio station. And he said, hey, man, we saw you outside. We thought it was funny. And we want to give you a chance to be on the radio station. And I was like, oh, my God, this actually worked. And mm. I was like, I'm going to say the most intelligent thing when I, get on the, when I get on the microphone. 
and a radio uh, personality said, hey, we got this guy who's in front of the station and, you know, he we give him the chance to be on the microphone. So in my mind, I was like, I'm about to say the most dopest stuff. He said, what's your name? I said, what's up, Austin? It's going down. It's your boy, Aaron Spidey. I was like, oh, what happened? What did I do? <laughs> uh, long story short, I calmed down and recollected myself. And they actually told me, and again, they were looking for a girl. And I told them I would be back tomorrow at my lunchtime just mm. to prove how, how bad I really want this mm-hmm. job. And so at lunchtime at the Dell, my lunchtime got changed. Uh, and I was like, you know, I told him I'll be back at 12. So this is the creative part coming out of me. Uh, it's the, the part that when you jump and you don't worry about the consequences, I went anyway. Hmm. I lost the job, but I went anyway because something inside me saying what I did yesterday in front of there, you know, creating this sign, standing out there showing my character, and they let me in the first time. Something was telling me, oh, I need to do this again. I need mm-hmm. to jump and trust everything inside me to do it again. So I went back out of there. It was like, Aaron, you you going to get fired. I was like, Lord, whatever. So I went mm-hmm. back. They put me on a radio station again. This time I stayed the entire show for two hours. And I lost my job, so I went looking for another another one. Uh, and it was hard to find another one. I'm not going to lie to you because I, I graduated in 2001. And if we remember, that was 9-11. So jobs were a little different then. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a month later, the radio station called me and they gave me a job. It wasn't a job that I went for, but it was a job that opened the door for my creativity to, to explore and to rise. Because after that, I became an on-air personality. Uh, mm-hmm. I, became, I, was start, I got a full-time gig at the radio station. And um, I'm, I know I'm going on and on, but everything leads to from the radio station to acting, to comedy, to videography. All of that leads together because someone said I couldn't do it. Mm. And, you know, that is an amazing story, but I'm not trying to be long with it. So I told you I'm a talker. Man. No, yeah, you're fine. No, that's excellent. I got quite a few questions for you just based on some of the things that you said. So. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, and I had to even write it down, is that you have like this fearlessness of failure. Like you just don't fear failure. Um, speaking as an athlete myself, um, yeah. I know how hard that transition is going from, you know, the athlete that everybody's used to. Every, everybody labels you so-and-so football, brandy basketball, like everybody labels you that. And as soon as you step out of that and do something different, they say, well, no, you can't do something different. Exactly. So I definitely identify with you in that because that was such a crossroad for me, just trying to, you know, not, not even trying to convince people, but just like stepping out and doing something. Everybody thought I was crazy. I get all the support now. But everybody yeah, right, thought right. I was crazy I, I back in the day when I stepped out of that. I always knew you can do it. That's yeah, what they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sports is like one of the most, um, I would say, uh, one of sport has really taught me about time management and discipline. So it's like if you can do that, I mean, it's it's pretty much no limit to, you know, exactly what it is that you can do. So, you know, kudos to you for taking that stride and saying, I'm not going to be hostage to, to fear. I'm not I'm not going to be a hostage to my fear. I'm not going to be a hostage to the clamps that people try to put on me based on what they're used to me doing. You know what I mean? So kudos to you, man. That's that's dope and inspiring Thanks. for sure. Thanks. I don't I don't I don't live in fear. I I can't. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear puts uh, limitations on you, and that I don't affects. want limitations on me. Even with my children, I I try to teach them like, hey, just go for it. And if you fail, oh well, you didn't have it in the first place, so don't it don't make a big difference. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I went for it, so I'm not really miss it if I didn't go for it. Uh, right. And I'm not gonna regret my attempt for going for it. I'm not gonna regret the numerous attempts to go for it because mm-hmm. eventually one of those attempts. Is going to land you somewhere close to it. So right. what you do is you plant your flag right there. You develop what you have in that area. Then keep jumping towards that that extra goal. And if you get closer, plant your flag right there. Develop more skills. Develop everything you need to go and keep jumping towards it. And then when it, hmm. when you get there, 
you sit there and you're like, oh man, I did that. Then you look around the corner like, oh, I want that now. Then you do the same process over and over again to the point where you keep on achieving. Never settle. Keep on achieving. That's the whole point of success. Now, success is not rich. It's not rich. Success is being able to look yourself in the face and be like, oh, I did it. I, I did what I set myself out to do. That's what success feels like. And, and you know, most people rate success in, oh, I got a big house. That's the hood kid. That's the hood kid in us. Mm-hmm. I got a big house. I got this money. You know, my kids ain't got to want for nothing. But that's not how we teach them. We teach them by mm-hmm. watching me. Like, watch me. Watch how I continue to fight for what I want. So when you get there, maybe the stuff that I did makes it a little easier for you. You know what I'm saying? And Mm. that's what we need to uh, keep pursuing uh, is the success on achieving, not the success on gaining. And I hope that makes Mm -hmm. sense. That does. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. Go ahead, Brandon. And that that actually brings me to a lot of uh, what my next question where involves you like your how to know when to take the next steps with all of these uh, career paths you've taken. Um, when did you know it's the right timing and what do you think about financially when it comes to making these de- uh, decisions? But definitely that's coming up right next. We definitely got to get some of these uh, as in get the bills paid and also get more from Aaron right after the break. Soundstripe is the number one place for filmmakers, creatives, and YouTubers to have access to high-quality, royalty-free music. They have super affordable subscriptions starting as low as $11.25 per month. With unlimited downloads and licenses, the possibilities are just simply endless. They have over 5,000-plus quality songs, 40,000-plus sound effects, and get this, they even have over 70,000 premium stock videos. With access to curated playlists, your search is easy and you find exactly what you need. And with the worry-free licensing, you get a custom license available for every track. Soundstripe has given 10100 Media the opportunity to extend a 10% discount to other creatives. By going to soundstripe.com and using the code 10100, that's T-E-N-1-0-0, you get 10% off any plan. Go and sign up like right now. Take your production to the next level. Sign up with Soundstripe today. Okay, we're back with Aaron. Also have best co-host B. She is definitely bringing the questions on this one uh, because I don't know if you <laughs> noticed, but hey, like we really have an amazing guest here. And Aaron, my question to you is, uh, we're at the point now, well, not right now, but I, I heard a guy yesterday uh, he was asking another filmmaker and it was pertaining to him questioning when should I take that leap to go full time? B just went full time in 2000 uh, year that we should not be named. Uh, and also <laughs> it was the worst year to go full time, but she did it. Uh, you basically took so many leaps. I'm quite sure it had to you had to take a couple of uh, uh, pay cuts here and there. What were you thinking about when you made these transitions and what in your mind was giving you that courage uh, that to, you know, pursue, okay, I'm leaving radio. I'm about to do acting. I'm about to now I'm about to add photography. Uh, all those things are, you know, pretty entrepreneur style. So you're, it's not that constant paycheck coming in. What allowed you to really go forward and make those decisions? Uh, when I when I left uh, radio and radio, whew, that was a, a really good job. And I keep referring back to the time. At the time, I was making fifty six thousand. Remember, this two thousand one. So fifty six thousand, I'm balling. <laughs> but <laughs> in radio, but it 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 wasn't. I don't know. It, it wasn't feeding me. Is that making sense? Like it wasn't feeding what my actual purpose was. Like it wasn't giving me the 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 self uh gratification like i know i can do more like i know i can do more with the talent that i have and when friday night lights came to austin they were looking for um you know extras to be a part of the show and i always wanted to be a video jockey 
uh, VJ, but I got, I, I'll tell y'all about that later, but it's a long story, but I didn't get on 106 in park. I was too old, whatever. Uh. But, um, but I said, you know, this is my chance to see if I can do this TV thing. And I was afraid, but I kept the radio job, but I also went to be an extra on Friday night lights. And one thing about me, I will find a way to work my way up no matter what before I leave another job. So on Friday night lights, I became friends with the, the producers, some of the actors, you got to become friends with the actors first, because once you become friends with the actors, they kind of, you know, you know, your homeboys say, put you in the scene with them, each other. Mm. But I became friends with them and I, you know, started to learn the business. I paid attention. I listened to the director. I also kept my face shown. I kept, you know, being around them. Even if I'm not saying anything, I'm just standing there just like, why is this guy here? I was that dude. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm learning, you yeah. know, and eventually mm -hmm. start having conversations. And, and you talk about making a leap. I always say make the leap when you feel comfortable in that new environment that you're in. If you're not feeling comfortable there yet, don't go. Don't go yet. Don't take the leap yet. Hang on to that regular nine to five a little longer until you feel real comfortable. Now, comfortable being comfortable doesn't mean being financially stable. That doesn't. That's not what that means. Being comfortable is that you know the moves you're about to make to get to where you want to be. I already knew the moves I was going to make. I, I told you guys, but I knew for a fact if I keep coming on this show as an extra, I knew in my heart eventually they were going to give me a shot because Friday Night Lights was a football show. Eventually, they're going to ask me some football questions. Oh, I play professional mm -hmm. football. So I just kept hinting that. I kept offering that. I became a consultant. And they actually lent to me as I talked to the, as I talked to some of the actors on critiques on what exactly what they would say. Now, I wasn't overbearing. I wasn't, you know, taking over. But, you know, we just know the game. Everybody, everybody knows the game. Eventually, just keep talking a little bit. Someone would listen. And I got mm -hmm. real comfortable in that situation. And by the third episode of Friday Night Lights, the first season, they gave me my first speaking lines because of the relationship I built with the directors, the producers, and the actors. And and I kept praying. Now, that's one thing. I pray a lot. Uh, I ask God to take away that fear. Ask God to give me the ability to navigate through this and make it work. And so it's not all on me. I just have to say that. But when I said my first speaking lines, I was nervous as all outdoors. Uh, I had six cameras. I had six cameras around me. And I said, Lord, this is the position that you put me in. And I'm ready. Whatever comes out of my mouth, make it open up doors that I have never seen in my life. Hmm. And it was, a, it was a room full of about 100 people in there. They had the extras and all my extra homeboys was like... <laughs> Well, my, my, my homeboys was there like, oh, man, you about to become a star. And I was like, I just want a job <laughs> um, to move on from another job. And I said my lines, and that was the day I signed my very first contract in 2006 on Friday Night Lights. And that was the day where I told radio, I'm out of here. Hmm. Uh, because now I wasn't rich. I'm not going to lie to you. But I navigated my way through acting without any experience, without even acting class. I never take, I never, 15 years, I never taken an acting class. Never in my life. I just keep navigating my way on learning on my own to see how I can become successful. So I left mm -hmm. radio. I was, I was out and I gave 100% to the acting job. And I was learning on the run. I was still being active on Friday Night Lights. I was still being around. Every time they gave me a line, I kept learning. I kept getting better and getting better. Uh, and I turned that one year into five years of mm. the TV show Friday Night Lights. All so, coming as an extra. All starting off as an extra. Wow. wow. And, and to go back to radio real quick, it all started with me holding that sign. 
Because if mm-hmm. I never hold the, held that sign, I would never got into radio. If I never got into radio, I would have never heard the news that Friday Night Lights was coming to town. Someone told me, you're not an actor. You're funny, but you're not an actor. So if you, all my stories are the same. Someone would tell me, you can't do that. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go out there anyway. Yeah. To me, when you hear that, that ain't nobody but the devil just trying to get to you to stop where you need to be. So I was like, I'm going to ignore this. Me, first of all, and I, I said it in a, a different way, not as an intelligent, more hood, like, forget y'all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to put myself in that position to become an actor, it actually worked out. And I actually took a moment to celebrate that the day I signed my first contract. I went mm. from 56, I would have said 56,000 to 107,000 in in three months of being on Friday Night Lights. My first wow. gig. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it was wow. a, the, the hope. <laughs> so basically trying to keep it short, the fear is always going to be there. The doubt is always going to be there. But you have to trust in your ability. You have to trust in your desire to be better, to be better and make sure it's not an ego thing. Make sure it's actually something you want to achieve. Because like I said before, people like I got people right now in acting that only booked one commercial. Boy, they walking around here taking pictures like they Will Smith, Denzel, and it, 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 you know how these rappers do it, and, and, and actors Man. do it. it. Goes, it goes here, yeah, because your desire for that position is to be famous and to get all the love and everybody tapping you on the back instead of your desire to be better. Like mm. as an actor, like I want, I want to be a director one day, you know. I'm going to keep working my way. Like, I'm not satisfied with just being on television. Like, yeah, it's great. But what can I do more? What can I do better to get to my level of what I call success? So, yeah. Wow. That's excellent. That's that's excellent stuff right there. Brandon, did you have another question? Yeah. So, basically, you definitely had a plan. And you you did trust in the higher plan as well. one question I have is, did you get a co-director credit for uh, <laughs> for that show? Because it sounds like they owe you a co-director uh, credit for that. No, nah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, they might probably uh, owe you a couple of commas. I don't know. I did, if they did, I wouldn't go ask because I wasn't going to blow. Remember, I'm the new guy. Right. But what, I, what right. I, I did, I did become, before I had my first speaking line, I did become a consulting first. Right. Uh, before I became an actor. So... They paid me, <laughs> so I was making seventy five dollars a day. But when they gave me a chance to be a consultant, it was one hundred and fifty dollars a day. Mm. It's not a lot of money, but I was like, I'll take it to work my way up. Mm-hmm. And so I became a consultant, and that actually helped me get closer to the director and producer because these are guys coming from California. You know, I'm in Texas. Right, football mm-hmm. in California is totally different than football in Texas. It's like a, it's yes. like a cult thing. It's like <laughs> if, if if you say my son ain't playing football, they would stare at you like, what? <laughs> He's not playing football. It's like it's a right up. You have to play football, and I had to. I told them about that experience. I'm like, hey, you know, you guys are making a show about you know a team in Odessa, and they live football. So I. I use that to my advantage, you know, uh, as a former football player, because some of these actors, they don't know about football. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, they can, they can act, but when it comes down to football, they, they need a little help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, becoming a consultant actually helped me out a lot um, to, to maintain, to be on that show. Hmm. Wow. So I have I have another question for you. I think I think we spoke about this kind of um, through Instagram a couple of times. But what would you say is the difference between and I'm just kind of going, we're kind of leaving this portion here, but kind of going um, in another direction. What's the difference between a creative and everybody else? What's the difference? Because me and Brandon have had battles about this. So what's the difference well, in your opinion? Me. 
Go ahead, Brent. What'd you even say? No, I'm saying battles. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> call it that, but I am curious to see what you would say. Right. Well, uh, as for me, I'll just speak for me as a, a creator and everybody else. Um, have you, a, a creator is a person that dreams about the art and dreams about what you're passionate about. And I, to, to me, it's like seeing things in in picture, in color, in music, in sound, and all that bits and pieces of stuff is always on your mind. And it's always something that you always want to do. Uh, and it's like it's like building the things that your mind is constantly on. Like my mind right now, when I'm sitting, this is so crazy. Like I see you guys and I see these three boxes. Right now, what I see is a film. And I see a film that's like, oh, this is a start of a film. We can do a movie this way. Like I, it's like it's constantly on my mind. Like, oh, I can, how can I make this into a movie? How can I make this dramatic as possible? And that's what's always on my mind as a creator. Uh, we always love, we love changes. We, mm-hmm. we, we survive in changes because that's easy to us because we flow with changes. We flow with sound. We flow with pictures. We flow with colors. Like it makes everything sweet. And what you do as a creator is creating and building. You get satisfaction from it. Even if it's not paid, you get satisfaction for drawing that. You get satisfaction from building that. Everybody else don't can't feel that. Everybody else is like, I need a regular job. All I see is this, like going to work every day from a nine to five. And they're okay with that. They, they're so strict on not moving on the creative side, more of a structure side that's on the, that same line, no change. I need this. I need that. Always on a straight line. Creators, we're like this. Like, I mm-hmm. can't sit still. I got to do something different. Even in the same, like, it's videography. We're, we're like, oh, we want to do something different. But when we say different, maybe I want to shoot a hip-hop video. Oh, maybe I want to shoot a dancer. Oh, maybe I want to do a wedding. Like, that's the difference of creativity we're wanting to do. Everybody else is on the mm-hmm. straight path. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we don't walk the straight path. We want to take a detour to see what's good on this side, what's good on that side. And being a creative, you're more not afraid to be that person. And I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes no, that, make, uh, that makes that makes perfect sense. Definitely. No, I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's kind of in a sense of you're saying like mo- everybody else is on this straight line here. But creatives, we kind of bounce back and forth. And that kind of goes into our niche down conversation of like, you know, we, we're just not in boxes. We're, we're here with it. We're there with it. We're always thinking about something new. I mean, that's how the greatest movies are created. The best shows are created is when you're thinking different, not, not even thinking differently, but just I, I don't know. I can't explain. It's like you're on multiple tracks at the same time. And you just said that, too. You just said that being creative you can't explain it because it's here it's like Mm -hmm. my mind is different than your mind my creativity is different than yours but your creativity is dope because i still can see it Mm -hmm. and that makes sense like oh i can see how you're creating it maybe not the way you see it but the way i see it Mm -hmm. and i can that's why everybody creatives are you know like real tight like real close because mm-hmm. I like I might not see it, but I can feel it, I can hear it, I can taste it, I see the color, I see the the visuals, and, and I see the movement. Like I can see that. That's the reason why we all you know gravitate towards each other. Like I call being at the nerds table. Like I love being at the nerds table. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, even though I was a superstar jock, I was the first team audition. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to love being over here where every everybody else was drawing pictures and making beats and you know you know thinking about the way they're gonna uh, do theater. Like I was always over there, and you know people used to be like, "Man, why are you always hanging with the nerds?" I was like, "One day these guys right here are gonna be making some dope movies. You know, we're gonna be over <laughs> you as athletes over here. We're gonna be all injured and can't walk." So right, facts. Yeah, I hope that answered facts. the question. 
no no and so so i wanted to to ask you um what okay so for example i learned the power of a team this last shoot that i did um i only have one other person who i have a creative relationship with and um i tell you it was so nice going from a team or from a one woman band to a team because it was nice to just focus on what i needed to focus on and be able to trust that his creativity is going to make this great and it it was literally the best shoot I've ever had in my life, like ever. And I was like, oh my goodness, the client was so satisfied. She was so happy about how, uh, about us helping her with her branding and getting her where she needs to be. And she felt confident in it. I was like, you can't get this just by yourself um, for so long. You know what I mean? I was like, the power of a team is like amazing. And I had a glimpse into that just with one other creative person. So my question to you is how important is having a creative community around you? Like, I know sometimes we go crazy by ourselves. People don't really understand where we're coming from. So talk about creative community and how important that is to you. It, it's, it's like a marriage. It's like <laughs> looking at somebody. It's like looking at somebody and they already like, they already know what you're thinking. Like you walk into a, a dark room, they'd be like, hey, crank up that shutter speed. Like, oh, oh, snap. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Crank up that ISO. Like they already look at you like, oh, I got that. And it's about their create, uh, creator, you know, you trust them. It's like, it's like a marriage. Like I got a homeboy that's in Dallas and he came down to visit me uh, while I was shooting this, uh, this basketball uh, practice, these highlights. And um, I was like, yo, man, have you ever shot a um, light before? Because he's a photographer. He's like, uh-uh. And uh, he was like, so I showed him how to use the gimbal. I showed him the right settings on the camera. And I just said, hey, if the settings are off, just think photography. They're all the same settings. It's the same thing. And he's like, oh, bad. And trusting his vision as a photographer, I knew within five minutes he got exactly what I need as a filmmaker. Who's out there shooting this basketball tournament? We're giving each other the high. He's like, hey, I'm going to go behind. I'm going to go here. I said, bet. I'm going to go wide. I'm going to go here. And just working and just flowing with somebody. He's like, I ain't never done this before, but I know what to look for. And that's the part that we right. trust. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's photography like 100%, but knowing that he had an eye on how to set it up to know what to look for that's the best part of working with another creator. And like I said, it's a, it's a marriage. Like I said, we all have that same flow, you know, uh, like Brandon, you say you play basketball. I'm a hooper. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm short, <laughs> but I can play ball. But like I said, mm -hmm. we got on the court. If you was running, if I, you run a post a uh, point, I'm a run post. We both can't run point, but we know basketball. Right. So if you dribbling, right. I'm, like, I'm going this paint, hit me up in the paint. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, exactly. Right. Are, it's, it's the mm -hmm. whole art form exactly for them. And like, Brandon, I never met you in my life, but if I see you with a gimbal and I saw you with a, what, you a Sony shooter or a Canon shooter? Ah, uh, I'm a Canon for now. That's a battle. That's yeah, a battle. I'm a, I'm a Canon too. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a Canon, I'm a Canon dude too. So basically we already know what the colors are. Right. You know, Canon got the best colors. Mm -hmm. So we, exactly, we knew that from a jump. We know, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know we know that from the jump like we can switch cameras but i know a canon you know a canon right and we already we already on the same page and that's the whole point like we can just meet up and start shooting and being a creator mm -hmm. being on the same page we don't even have to meet each other we already know what's going down and that's you know that's the beauty of it and i, and I love that bit about being a creator yeah, so it's definitely it's awesome. Like being able, it, once again, we're going over like uh, that collaboration effort that we really, uh, we as filmmakers, creatives, we strive on, and it helps our business like tenfold. And we can't yes. just yes. express that enough. And that's with you know filmmaking everything. Uh, we have a film uh, that I'm bringing uh, beyond, and I believe April. Uh, we're still talking about that and still got the contracts and works work for that. But that's something I knew when I need people, I know exactly who I, who I need to speak to. We have another block coming up. Going to listen to this ad real quick. And then I want to really dive in into how Aaron transitioned from being on radio film to creating his own company. Be right back. 
We have so much to talk about on Let's Talk Filmmaking. We have so many guests that have nothing but great experiences to tell you about. Of course, me and B have a couple of experiences to tell you as well. We've also had guests come on the show to promote their new feature or short film. It takes time and effort to reach out to get some of these guests, and we try to bring you worthy information every week. We love working and building this platform, but we could use your help. We're asking every listener to subscribe to our $1 Patreon subscription to help keep the show running. It takes a lot of time behind the scenes, and to make what we have grow, we need your support. Click the link below and subscribe to our Patreon. And let's build a film community we all can grow from. Okay, we're back. Once again, Soundstripe is one of those things where it just made even some of the music you hear we use is from Soundstripe. So uh, definitely check that out. Use our code 10 100 so you can get that 10% off of your first subscription. Now, Aaron, Aaron, I don't know where that Aaron came from, but Aaron, (laughs) (laughs) one of the things we as uh, filmmakers always thinking about is uh, making that big move to film production and having our own company. Uh, Once again, you have made so many moves and I looked at your Instagram and you have some phenomenal uh, pictures and video. You have some phenomenal work and usually uh, people that do too much kind of lack in some areas, but I'm not seeing that on your Instagram. Your, I mean, your photos are amazing. Your videos are crisp and everything. I've seen like some amazing films uh, on them. Uh, tell me, how was that transition from acting? Okay, now I want to have my own production. I mean, I see uh, photo shoots. Like, what What was it like to transition and get, get that running? And how many years is your business uh, right now? Uh, well, at, so starting out, you know, being an actor, you start understanding contract terms. And I started to realize, like, wait a minute, you know, my contracts terms are are, are starting to be really important to me and how we can affect my name and affect, uh, you know, someone else's. And I, you know, I had to figure out a way how to keep my name safe and use those contracts tied to my business. And they're just being smart because if something goes wrong, you attack my business, but you won't attack my household. So basically I just started a business to just be, to be safe, you know, to make sure the money that I made on the Aaron's Five Sorrells is different than the money I made on Stick Figures Comedy LLC and TJSN uh, for Vision and TJSN Photography. So the business is basically just being safe. Uh, uh, but developing those businesses uh, all started from the things I, I use in my my comedy. And TJSN uh, are the, the first letters of the name of my children. Uh, so I, being safe is one point, but also having something to leave for my kids is one of the, the you know one of the major things the reason why i gave my uh, my photography business that and my videography business that uh because i wanted to develop something that they can have uh it's not it's not much <laughs> but as as the year goes on to leave behind that they can just pick up and like you know what i don't have a job oh let me go pick up daddy's old camera and take some pictures and actually make some legit money uh film oh my dad has an llc let me you know develop my own business through this llc under the umbrella of stick figures comedy llc um so my thinking was like you know how can i keep developing something to build on my experiences build on my achievements so they won't get lost it, it doesn't make sense like you don't mm-hmm. you don't want someone else's contract to de- just stay right there. You want that contract to be tied into your business. So when that movie builds, your business builds. Mm-hmm. When that picture goes up, your business goes up. Uh, and that's how I decided to tie everything in together and make sure those companies are being built. 
Right. And uh, just just yeah. to be jump in and be clear for people that just haven't got to this point yet, the protection you're talking about is creating a business that is an LLC, making mm-hmm. it to where if somebody sue you, they can only exactly. sue your company, not you and your family. So that's that protection mm-hmm. he's talking about and right. connecting it to the LLC. And, and then the reason why I did that is because it all started with comedy. Sometimes we go inside these clubs <laughs> where you get these you no, know, when you get these janky promoters that they they are real sticklers about you doing your time, but they're not real sticklers about paying you. And so just in case they say, Hey man, we need you to go on stage, make us laugh for thirty minutes, right? Now people with common sense, if you stop at twenty seven minutes, they'd be like, Oh, you good. But some of these promoters, they want straight 30 minutes and they'll back out of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or their their time is off than your time. Even if you go over 35 minutes, they'll, you know, they'll be like, oh man, we didn't want you to go that long. So, you know, you broke the you broke the deal. So mm-hmm. I started saying, you know what? I'm gonna make a contract. So every time, every time you hire me, if you ask for 30 minutes, and if I cut it at 25 or to 35, I still get paid, you mm. know, because not every, not every comedian does a full 30 minutes. It, it's, it's crazy. You know, they, they can, but it's crazy to be on, you know, to, you know, count out 25 minutes for 30. So I did that to protect myself. Yeah. Right. I said, I, I am a full-time business. So if I go to university of Texas to perform, they have an EIN number. If I go mm. to, uh, you know, if I go to California, they have a, a tax number uh, that they can use, you know, or whatever. I basically, developed to, to protect myself and protect my business. And mm. uh, yeah, that's the reason why I definitely developed it because, yeah, you're not taking it out of my home. You're not going to attack my wife. You're not going to attack my children right. later. And my business is going to control everything. So that's one of the things that I'm very serious about when it comes to acting. Anything that I'm involved in, I'm very serious about those contracts. I'm very serious about how you portray me on television or as a comedian. Uh, and I'm always going to protect myself. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had a I had a question kind of segueing into um, being seasoned in uh oh, the videography photography game that's, the nah, that's why i said season because i'm old too i'm <laughs> old too I'm, I'm climbing up on 40 myself so um talk about some of the benefits because i know i i hit a lot like a not hit but like i i talk to a lot of um older people uh my age and older that are like yeah hey, i can't start nothing new i'm not trying to do that i'm too old for that or is it too late for me to get involved in something like that talk about some of the benefits of being seasoned in the videography and photography field well the uh, the thing about being seasoned um i just wanted to say this before say that is don't let your age from learning from anybody that's younger than you at all uh, because these young guys are creating fast. You still got to learn. You still got to learn just to keep up with the Joneses, even in just pictures. The the way they take the pictures is starting to be more attractive. Uh, so you got to keep learning from them, though. But being seasoned in the videography and photography game is you know exactly what you want as a business person and as a creator. Uh, you start to narrow down because of all the stuff that you've been through you learn and you learn, they learn how to do things uh, efficient. You learn how to do things fast, but still being able to create something perfect for the client, not perfect for other creators because you might see it different than I will, but the client, you make it perfect for them, make sure they're satisfied. uh, And you know how to deal with clients, you know how to deal with people being seasoned and you know how to build a business you know and Mm -hmm. so and i take that i take that uh, you know i take that very personal as well because i have been in this business for a long time as from radio all the way up but if you go back to football that's a long time because i started playing professional ball at 2002 and it's 2021 so being a professional in every you know business that I've been involved in, 
you know, you learn, you learn, um, uh, yeah, you, you learn, you got to keep on learning. You mm -hmm. learn how to do everything correctly and right, but don't have that big of an ego that you can't learn from a, a, the, the best 20 year old photographer out there mm -hmm. because Facts. the way they think is a little different than the way we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. You know, Facts. Facts. That's true. Uh, we had, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to remember his name, Egan, uh, on the show mm -hmm. that, that real young, um, uh, filmmaker. And he was, I mean, he already have a Amazon, uh, short film on, I mean, he, and his visuals is amazing. And he's young mm -hmm. guy. This is the, the younger generation always kind of kind of learn a little bit faster because the shortcut shortcuts are there you know the the lessons are already there that wasn't when we were uh starting right so definitely i understand the less, that. The less headaches the less bumps bumps in right the right equipment yeah, is different everything is faster because when when i was 20 we had flip phones <laughs> flip, <laughs> phone, the flip phone could not be creative compared to these phones these days mm -hmm. and All you know you before play, that snake. That's it. Yep. And before that, I had a pager. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, these these kids, they got all this. You know, they got a, they got cameras that are so good on on their phone right now that they can develop a short film with their phone. That's it's amazing. like they they have it like they don't have to buy, you know, thousand dollar cameras, even though the phones are expensive, but a thousand dollar lens. Mm -hmm. to create things and the funny thing is they're satisfied with it right. they're okay to just like you know i'm just gonna use this phone and i'm gonna use this lamp light i'm gonna make the best thing ever and we can learn mm -hmm. from that too you know yes. we're at the stage where we're like oh man i gotta have the best camera i gotta have the best <laughs> lighting and right. you know just to be honest we're at that you know where we can afford it but we also got to realize like less can be better if we're watching them develop as well. Right. So, Facts. Yeah. Facts. So still being able to learn from the younger generation is still beneficial to us being a little bit older. So I guess, I guess that kind of segues into like, does gear really matter? I, I always have these kind of like back and forths about it. Cause I'm like, no, like a lot of YouTubers, they're like, gear doesn't matter, but these are also people that have like $15 million in gear. So I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> it kind of like, does, right? Yeah. Like, let's be a little real. Like, see, right? I don't ever see you filming with me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, me I mean, okay. there is a certain amount of knowledge that you need to have, you know, basically to be able to operate these things to their full capabilities. But at the same time, me personally, I can. I, I, before my 120D, I didn't know it could be like this. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, right. Right. So, I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, I know gear doesn't matter, but when does it when does it matter? Well, it it does matter when you reach a certain level of what people expect to have once you start to grow in the business. But starting off, uh, it, well, when I started off, I had a T5 camera, and mm. I I made my own softbox out of cardboard and uh what's that the cookie sheets that you put on the cookie sheets <laughs> right and a, and a flash i made my own flash handle i had a t5 camera and i was using shower <laughs> i was using shower curtains <laughs> to uh i'm gonna post it to my instagram after this so y'all can see it <laughs> i was i was using a shower curtain as a backdrop just to make making it, it work making i was it taking work. pictures i was taking pictures for 25 dollars <laughs> man and mm. but the reason why I would say gear doesn't matter because when you first starting off, you have to just start. So you right. have to grab anything you have to start. That's when gear really doesn't matter. It's the starting point. Uh, you got to start. You got to learn. You got to develop. You got to start. You got to learn. You got to develop. And once you start saving that money, you want to get a little bit better. So you mm -hmm. got to get better gear. So after, you know, that softbox and them flashes, I started getting these road flash benders where these like mm -hmm. these little flaps. I started getting those. Um, and still, use, <laughs> still using the T5 camera. And I, I use that, the trusty lens, the 51.8. And I still use that bad boy. Mm -hmm. that, can't get rid of that. 
That nifty 50. Nifty 50. But the more experience you get, the more knowledge you get in this business, eventually you have to upgrade so you can get better clients. Like those clients that pay $25, uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna pay you what their camera is worth. So you gotta get clients that'll pay you one fifty, clients that'll pay you two fifty for photography. Mm-hmm. And for video, you know, we need to make money. So you get yeah. the five hundred to the twelve hundred dollars or even more. Mm-hmm. So the more you build, gear really starts to matter when you're looking for a certain client, looking for a certain look, and and your experience tells you to grow. You right. have to grow. And mm. and growing, you need better equipment. And like I was telling you the other day, we were talking about uh when do you stop, you know, you know, when do you stop buying? Right. And I saw <laughs> you know, well, first of all, I got a family, so I gotta get permission to buy. Mm-hmm. But when do you when you stop buying, and I think my breaking point was when <laughs> when they had a new the new Ronin S drop. Mm. And, and I was sitting there looking. I was like, man, that is a nice gimbal. But I already got the Ronin S1, and I got the Weeble S, and it does the same job. And then and I was like, it stabilizes. So I'm like, do I need that? Mm-hmm. And once you start asking that question, that's to the point where like, oh, I'm good now. You know, now, if I do buy it, I just want it because it's new. And right. It's hot. Right. But when you get to that point, you're like, oh. You know, they got the R5 over there that's overheating, but it looks good. They got the R6 <laughs> that is overheating, but it's, it's dope. But I already got the 90D, and it shoots 4K without overheating. Oh, I'm straight. You get what I'm exactly. saying? So when exactly. You, when you get to the point in the gear where the new stuff is not really competing to grow, but to just want it, that's when you actually stop buying. Now, eventually, I do want a C70 Canon. Uh, but in all red cameras eventually uh, but I'm not in a rush because I'm not there yet financially but when you start actually competing with the new stuff your your visuals are starting to look good with the, the, the stuff that you already have and you're keeping up with visually with everybody else I think it's time to stop buying a little bit and just creating more uh, mm-hmm. and being more of a creator but when you start when you start off, it really doesn't matter because you need to start. But at the time when you get to the, a certain level is when you need to start getting more gear. So. Okay. Yeah, you know, like that, that's probably like the best, um, that's uh, the best illustration answer. that I've heard about the, uh, with the gear battle. Because mm-hmm. everybody's like, gear doesn't matter, but gear matters. But it's it's absolutely correct. You need to just start. So start with your phone, your flip phone, whatever it is. Okay. And then and as you advance, you can go ahead and get that better gear because it's really about the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to tell, tell a good story. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, I I will be using that. So hear, hear that out. I will be stealing that when we have battles about here because i think it's absolutely accurate i I think it's completely accurate that starting out just do it and then afterwards when you start getting that bread and you can do that and you need to reach a certain production level that's when gear actually matters so yes just just, great great imagine just imagine right now if somebody said hey man you can't start until you get a red camera i'd have walked out the door i'd be like okay (laughs) this ain't for me right yeah Uh i was like red ten thousand Nah, like, red camera. You ain't got that blue camera. What that blue camera? Yeah. Give me the blue one on discount. Yeah, give me that yeah, one. the blue one on discount. The one with the scratches on it. You need a lens? No, I got this one point eight. I don't need no lens. I got a one point eight. Right? We good. We good. Oh goodness, good one. Good one. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, that was the most detailed uh, answer we've gotten. I want to say, um, mm-hmm. and you put it in such a in in a sequence that was so. I guess understandable. We can understand mm-hmm. it because I've definitely been there. I mean, B and 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 all the listeners should know by now about how how I am about my camera and my constant <laughs> thing about gear. But one of the things I've definitely had to learn was use what you have to the best of your capabilities. There's so many cheap workarounds. Um, and it's also about just getting that start. Uh, the when you, when I started, I had a group of three people with me, and he even asked me, "It's like, hey, do you regret not getting that red? Do you think you know we should have went with the red?" I was like, "Hell no, 
I barely know what to do with this one with this one DC. What what if I wouldn't know right. how to handle that thing and we was gonna shoot the next day, man, we'd be looking right. stupid. You, you gotta ask yourself this question too. And I ask myself this all the time. Um are you getting the gear for other creators? Are you getting the gear for you to be creating? Mm-hmm. And because to be honest, when you see my smooth footage, when the client sees it, they don't know nothing about that Ronin S. They're like, "Oh, that looks good." Yeah, you know when they <laughs> when they see you you know when they see this ninety D show this cinematic footage, they're like, "Oh, this look good." They never ask you, "Hey, what camera is that?" Right. But a creator be like, "What camera is that?" Because they know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like. You know, like I use my Mavic Air 1. I'm like in this big fight. Like, I don't need to upgrade to the Mavic Air 2. And I had to shoot a video like, look at this. This is still amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, just to keep up with the keep up with everybody else. And that's the whole point is like, are you doing it to keep up? And, you know, are you you're doing it to be a better creator? You know, because they don't they don't exist together to be a bit better creator. You don't need new gear. You need to create. And that's, you know, that's why I sit today. So if it's not actually making me better, I don't really need it, you know, so. Great advice. Great advice. And and Brandy's voice, facts, you know. (laughs) 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 Once again, I knew we was going to get some good information. We're about to wrap up. But first, we're going to do something brand new. We're going to play Flash five questions right when we get back we're gonna ask our quick five questions and aaron's gonna give them to us quick and fast which by the way this uh episode's been going i think it's, he's gonna struggle with giving us 30 second answers <laughs> we'll see I'll, what I'll happens try. when we I'll get try. right back from these commercials soundstripe is the number one place for filmmakers creatives and youtubers to have access to high quality royalty free music They have super affordable subscriptions starting as low as $11.25 per month. With unlimited downloads and licenses, the possibilities are just simply endless. They have over 5,000 plus quality songs, 40,000 plus sound effects, and get this, they even have over 70,000 premium stock videos. With access to curated playlists, your search is easy and you find exactly what you need. And with the worry-free licensing, you get a custom license available for every track. Soundstripe has given Tim 100 Media the opportunity to extend a 10% discount to other creatives. By going to soundstripe.com and using the code 10100, that's T-E-N-1-0-0, you get 10% off any plan. Go and sign up like right now. Take your production to the next level. Sign up with Soundstripe today. All right. So we are back. Once again, we're at the end of the show, and we're going to play five flash questions. I'm going to have some questions, and then I'm going to hand it off to B. Aaron, basically answer it in the most simple, quick way, and we're going to try to do this within three minutes. And the timer is go. Question one, what camera are you currently using? Your production. Canon 90D and the 80D. Oh, that's a good one. All right. What was the most recent uh, feature film you watched and liked and why? Uh, Soul. Is that considered a feature film, Soul? Yes. The whole time we uh, were talking, I was thinking about Soul. Love yeah, the answer. Soul. <laughs> I, li- I like the development. And if you look at, if you look at it the way they draw the depth of field mm-hmm. in the cartoon. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is amazing. So Soul is the last one. If you could go back 30 years, would you do everything you've done and still be in this industry? Yes, I would. Uh, 30 years, I was 12. That was the first time when I realized that, at 12 years old, the first time I realized the power of the camera and how it can attract to you. Because by the age of 12, I was, this is no lie, from 12 years old, I was always on television, either from the news or in sports, even mm. to this day. So, mm. I be, My turn? Yep. All right. Favorite creator and or director? Oh, favorite creator. Uh, and or director. Well, Denzel, as in just all of it. I, I love him as an actor. I love the way he creates his characters. 
I love him as a director as well because if you watch the film that he directs, you can actually see the actors get into their emotional development the same as T would. Mm-hmm. So that makes him as powerful a director as Yvonne Davis and you see them working together and the emotion level that she reaches. Oh man, you know exactly it's coming from Denzel. So director and uh, creator. Well, well, creator is YC Imaging, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Ooh, that's, my, yes. that's my dude there. Yes, one of my faves. <laughs> All right, and my last one, most used piece of gear that you own. Oh man, the Weeble S. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I use the Weeble S for everything. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you know, they always say, no man, shoot handheld. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to change it up. Ain't nobody else complaining, so I'm use the Weeble S for <laughs> everything. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I might have to get a new uh, new Weeble S, but I use it all the time. Nice, all the time. nice, mm-hmm. nice. How do we do on time, Brandon? He did great. We made it to two minutes and thirty nine nice. seconds. So Thank congratulations, you. you did beat the three minute okay. awesome. timer. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. But as 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 we're wrapping up, first tell us where can people find your work, you, what social media do you be on? If you want people contacting you, uh, what are those credentials? Not credentials. What are uh, those? Uh, what's that information website. we can get you in? Uh, well, I want you guys to, um, you know, if you want to bless me and you want to stop by and see some of the work I've done, please check out my website. It's a spiveysorrells.com uh that's a s p i v e y s o r r e l l s dot com you can check out my videography my acting uh photography everything that i've stand up comedy you can find it all on that website or you can go to instagram and facebook at tjsn4 vision the number four vision and check out your boy uh yeah yes yeah, sir check out the website that's where you can find most of everything and that'll be That'd be great. Leave a comment. Just say, hey, what's up? I'll let you boy. And we will have all that information as well. Now, you say you also have a YouTube. Do you want us to uh, put that oh, down? Yeah. And- uh, yes, please. I'm sorry. Yes, put that down. It's the same as TJSN4Vision on YouTube. All right. Well, you all can nice. definitely catch Aaron and catch his YouTube website and definitely check out all his awesome content on his Instagram it is really nice. Uh, definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been amazing. Yes. Uh, you will, if you don't mind, we'll be back for any other uh, interviews we have in the future. Can we extend yes, the invitation? Please, please call me back. If you guys like <laughs> to have somebody that talk, call me back. I will definitely be here for you. <laughs> now, we'll definitely do a part two. We definitely got to Thank do you. Because we got to talk thank about you. the family side, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, There's so much you. we still have yet to talk about. But uh, definitely, B, do you have anything else you want to uh, say to us? Um, I just want to say um, I always leave off with some kind of inspirational thing so i'm just gonna say don't let 2022 be a repeat of 2021 don't say oh we gonna do this in 2022 and you ain't did it in 2021 so don't find yourself repeating your new year's resolutions in 2022 that's all i gotta say well, how about you aaron you got something to bless us with uh that's that's basically it right there do not let yourself stay stagnant you know make sure you move and look for new things and always be creative and stay away from the doubt that you even give your own self so that'd be that'd be awesome awesome sauce cool well definitely want to thank you once again for being on once again check out all the links down below if you want to support aaron also check out our links as well we do have our patreon and you can also use our link for the soundstripe if you've been loving the music we've been using for this episode soundstripe is where we've been getting it use our code 10100 so you can get that 10 percent off i definitely want to thank you all for listening Catch us on the next episode. See you all later. Peace.